Hello, my friends. Hello. Timothy. Nigel, you're on a bit of a lag there. So um, we, if everyone feels like Nigel's a little slow at the moment, it's not. It's, it's the internet because he's sitting miles and miles away. But how good is technology? So good. Yeah, when, I, when we're complaining about a half a second lag. Yeah, <laughs> where we're speaking literally through thin air. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. My, imagine, imagine, imagine this without the internet. Imagine going through this without the internet. Then I actually just popped into my mind that probably there'd be a hell of a lot less panic but probably a lot more dangerous. <laughs> so we'll just leave that topic right there. Um, team, I want to talk about something pretty important at the moment which is ignorance. And it is not bliss. <laughs> wow. This is not how I thought my intervention would go. Well, it, well it's happening. So just take it. Now, <laughs> let me talk about something. Um, there is a hell of a lot of fear in the business space as there should be because things have changed so rapidly and so quickly and people's lives have changed rapidly and quickly, not just from a point of view of their business operational or operationally, but from a point of their lives. Now, they're now at home. They're with their families 24-7. They're trying to do work and life balance all in one you know, one spot. There's a hell of a lot of change in every area of life. So it's obviously become very, very difficult for um, recalibration quickly. But we were talking about this um, off air and I think it's something well and truly worth discussing because I want to talk about People's perceptions have changed that this is so different and it's so dangerous and it's so not the medical side. I'm talking about from the business side, obviously. It is such a challenging time because it's just unprecedented and people are talking about, I can't believe, you know, how am I going to operate under this environment? And we've been talking to a few people and each other around, well, what's actually changed? So we're going back to this ignorance discussion around if you're an SME, you had possibly at best over a decade a 10% survival rate chance, right? That's the latest statistics. I'm sorry. That is the current Australian statistics. I think it's a lot worse in other parts of the world. But because these statistics are so difficult to actually get, it's somewhere between 2% and 10% over a 10-year period and basically every, every year – um, I think it's a 25% drop-off or something like that. So what's changed for SMEs at the moment? I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit around things that you've been noticing but also just around this, this illusion of things that have changed so rapidly but not really the stakes for SMEs. And the fear is probably more born out of a new awareness rather than the changing conditions because there's two things we need to talk about. And I want to talk to you because the comments we've been getting around, I don't know how to run my business because I feel like I'm in a holding pattern. But when you've been doing this for a while, there are many times when your business has holding patterns, not albeit the severity of this one's pretty <laughs> extreme. But I mean, you've been talking just recently, Nigel, about some of the comments you've been hearing through your business networks. And maybe it's, it's yeah. worth sharing with... Um, the listeners a little bit about that yeah so some of the conversations that i've been having because everything happened very quickly so that knee-jerk fear reaction and um hit everyone very hard and um, so 
they've been very reactionary in going setting up the business for either hibernation or for the cost minimization, those kind of things. But now we're, what, two weeks, three weeks in Australia into it, the numbers aren't increasing to the degree that everyone thought they would. But nobody, so they've kind of become desensitised to the fear of it and people are saying, well, now that they're not reacting to something or running away from it, they don't know the next steps to take because they go, well, the market's not ready for it or there's not a place to actually launch this at this point or no one's buying. So they're just sitting there going, what do I do on a daily basis? And they're just sort of, as you said, in that holding pattern. Yeah, I think um, and particularly people, if if you're out there thinking, um, like that, that's such a luxury for you to be not worried about the fear. You should be fearful of this. You should be very, very fearful of the 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 medical challenge this has. And just you know, particularly here, there's an absolute ignorance in Australia. You still see absolute morons hanging down at the beach and stuff like that. And I know that I'm you know I've generally got uh, and Lana's particularly good at telling me don't say things that are just ridiculous. But there's people hanging out on the beach, and you're an absolute dickhead. You are an absolute moron and a dickhead in putting people's lives at risk for the sake. And I'm a big fishing person, so I'm on a lot of the forums online because I like to listen. And you see all people complaining because they can't go fishing. Honestly, if I was there, I'd put a hole in your damn boat for the sake of having to sit down and stop others potentially getting sick. We're very, very lucky to be in this. If you're sitting in Spain or Italy at the moment, you're not thinking about, geez, I'm upset I can't go fishing. You're worried about every single person in your life potentially dying. So let's just make sure that if you're listening to this in Australia, wake the hell up. But because we have no right to talk about that because that's not our area of expertise, it's just anger. Let's talk because Lana particularly <laughs> talking about this, um, I guess this fear of destruction in our businesses that we've worked our bottoms off to get to this point and now we're worried that it's all going to disappear. And you've had times like that where, well, it's not corona that caused it, it's business. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, it's a common state for me in business, um, good or bad. Everyone's got their own opinion on that. But I've got a cycle I've discovered which is every two years I need to change. So I'll put a change in, it'll take three to six months to take hold, three to six months to get comfortable and I'll start to get itchy feet. And I'll have no choice but to start to make the change. So it will take another three to six months to come up with the change and begin to implement it. So I live in a, in terms of business in a constant state of what's next. And it does prepare you for times like this to know that it will be okay, whatever the change is, that if everything falls apart, then you'll do something else. If everything comes together and works out, that's great. But you do know that there's another change coming. So um, for me, this is, I don't want to say it's a calm time because there's a lot happening and there's a lot of pressure. But for me, there's not a lot of stress. Yeah. And I think that it's a really, really good point. And I, and I think this maybe ties in the start of what we're talking about, absolute ignorance around most people. The reason most people don't feel like this in, S, in the SME space is, because they're ignorant to their survival rates and growing a business, yeah. how difficult it is, the challenges that are going to come up. So it's fine because people go for it, but they're actually ignorant to the fact that they're always in survival mode. 
most people have got a la-di-da type attitude which is we're having a good month, we're having a good week, we've got a couple of good clients but if you look at it as an overall time frame, you're always in this point of view and, and you should be by the way, you should feel like it's all going to go tomorrow. You should have that level of intensity trying to save your business daily, grow your business daily, do all the right things because there's this um, – is apathy the right word? Depends what the next part of the sentence is. <laughs> of, of people that are, <laughs> that, are, that are just comfortable in running a business and feel that I'm just doing my thing and this is probably the discussion between again going back to self-employed people versus people growing a business. But if you're someone growing a business, you should feel like particularly in the first probably five years, you are every chance to lose the business tomorrow. And you need to behave accordingly and that's why this whole state of people getting so um, challenged by having to innovate quickly, having to think, having to basically tear down things they've been doing for years and trying to change quickly. But this is business and this is the point. Yes, this is bought it all together quickly but this is really the way that most businesses should be operating on a daily, um, as I said, daily point, their daily point of view. And I think this is... Um, the feeling that people right now or the feedback we're getting is oh, I feel like my business is in a holding pattern because I can't operate the same way I was a month ago. And you guys would have seen or heard a bit of that. Yeah, most definitely. There's just – it's split very evenly at the moment. To People have taken a few hits and that reality has kind of come in and it feels like – and this is just my view of it, but it feels like some people are either using this as the reason to give up or the excuse to give up. It lets them actually go, well, I'm tired of the struggle of running a business. This is real. Now it's not me failing. It's an external factor. Yeah, and I think um, we've been certainly advising our clients that there'll be two types of people. There'll be people who survive this um, because, A, they've got the resources to survive it and they've got the ability to pivot, move and make decisions quickly too at least keep the entity running in some form and the ones that will do really well are positioned for when things get back on track, albeit months, um, six months, a year, whatever it's going to be, accelerating as fast as possible out of that point because they've got a plan, they've got an execution plan, they've got a whole lot of things happening that they're not going to spend the next six months planning the next stage. You, you're in it now. You can start to put those plans together but it's – I guess it's the the other type of person which is the hard one to or the hard pill to swallow is there's going to be a lot of people that this basically destroys their soul and you you'll get through and they'll get through in some form they'll use resources they'll you know wind back wind up whatever needs to happen but they'll get to the point and they'll lose that I guess the the will to go on and it's a really sad thing because this will break a lot of people's spirit and business spirit I'm talking about and it, by the way it's not because there's a weakness in those people. It's not because, you know, they're not great people or great humans, but it's exhausting. I mean, we're, we're talking about a private equity fund we're putting together at the moment that specialises in baby boomer transition businesses and you just feel for these guys because, you know, they were hit with the GFC 10 years ago which screwed up some retirement plans. They've been smashed in the stock market where a lot of their investments have been because they're gearing up for retirement, their superannuation and all that sort of stuff. So they've been smashed there twice in the last decade. 
And then you have this thing that might take two, three years at minimum to recover and you're at retirement age and you actually have to get it up again and <laughs> work as hard as you ever have just to survive. I mean, it's, of course your spirit can be knocked around and this is, I guess, the sad bit of it. And if, you, if you're someone there who's got the energy, you need to understand that this is just, this is just business. It, it's crap. Um, it happens in the world, you know, the wars we've seen, it is crap. We've seen it over and over again. It's not new. It's just new for our generation. And you, st- you see the people who come out of these periods. Um, you know, I'm, I dragged Lana into um, Marinello in, <laughs> sorry, in, in Modena in Italy and we, we went to the Ferrari factory and all those sort of things because I'm a bit of a rev head and, and love Formula One and, you know, sort of these luxury cars and just more the history of them too. And you hear about the stories of, you know, Enzo Ferrari and, you know, he lost his factory in World War II I think twice and had to borrow and leverage his mum's house at the time post-war. That's all they had to build the business up. But he had nothing. And all these great stories of people that have, you know, created these global brands that have been ultra successful, they've had this in their generation and they have this and you do have to find another way to get it up. Now, I'm not don't... Go and email your mum asking to put the house and, and remortgage the house. But you've got to understand the mindset of what what about this is crushing my spirit or where am I vulnerable to my spirit being crushed? Because if that's the case, that's where you need to spend some time addressing what this means to you and what is it the fear of losing your company or the fear of potentially losing your company. What why is that so? And you need to you need to calibrate that because it's very difficult to start moving towards a positive direction if you haven't calibrated the fear. I mean, we've been through it together, Alana, a couple of businesses, which is not because they were, you know, what was happening at the moment, like with a COVID type thing, but more because we self-funded all our businesses when we had nothing. So we always felt like we were about to lose everything, <laughs> including our, you know, home and all that. It, it Look, it, it's an interesting, I think you and I are quite lucky and I, I believe I was saying this the other night, um, that we are prepared for this. We have gone through for the last nine years almost every iteration of some form of a fuck up. I'm just going to say it bluntly. Boom, swearing, first time. <laughs> ding, ding. Well done, you are fired up today. Good, Thank about you. time we got it yeah, out of you after. Classification <laughs> on, on 45 nice. episodes and we've got Lana swearing for the first time. Yes. <laughs> and I regret nothing. Good. Um, we've gone through it all from staff, from uh, money, from services offered, name it, we've gone through it and so... When we get to this, yes, there's a different catalyst but it's all the same shit and it just so happens that now we're in in a world where we're all kind of together. We're all going through stuff so we can actually help other people which for me is a huge benefit that we can – we have had this experience but if if you don't want to go on, if this is the catalyst that you say, you know what, I don't want to do it anymore – that is equally as powerful and equally as strong as making the decision to keep going. And a lot of people will be saying, I'm going to lose my business. Yeah, but what if it means that you start a different one or you get a job at the end of this that means that you get to spend more time with your family or whatever it is. But there's always this positive flip side to things being crappy. And I just don't think that people should sit here and think, well, I have to keep going because I have to keep going. 
Maybe you don't. Absolutely. Maybe it's a nice thing to actually let go and figure out what the next step is or the next phase is because I know I personally got to make that decision six-ish months ago now, maybe more. And damn, it was liberating to know that it was a choice to be here and not something that had been thrown into me that I'd done for so long so I had it's just what I did. I actually love it. I love the craziness and I love not having a lot of control but knowing it's my choice was it's really nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a liberating feeling. I mean, I, I guess a couple of weeks ago we had to again recalibrate that what, I asked the question, what would happen if I lost everything right now again? What, where would that leave me? So We'd go back to Marinello. Yeah, we'd <laughs> sweep floors and work our way up, yeah. Um, but we looked around and because we've worked pretty hard over the last decade as people be familiar with some of my stories, I nearly wiped myself out. I think it was three times in my 20s um, just by overly aggressively investing in myself and my businesses. Now, that was a horrible experience financially because I basically started my 30s with nothing. But the acceleration during my 30s was, um, for me, really, really good. And so now we've actually got some assets behind us and we've got some things and we've got some, you know, some shiny things, as I said, like I've got a shiny car, I've got a, I enjoy the view from our apartment, it's really high up, all that sort of fun stuff. And, you know, without trying to sound like a complete wanker, but I actually have to sit there and go, okay, if I lost everything now, what would I do? And would I be okay with that? And what I, what I, realized and have explored is i'm actually okay with losing everything again um i'm not okay with uh, it's not that i won't fight for every inch of it but at the end of the day every time something's happened to us that we've rebounded twice as fast and in more an aggressive and better way now i realized i'm becoming attached to belongings i like living in where i live i like having a place i like having these things but i'm like I wonder if that's the thing that's actually been holding us back. Starting to get comfortable in life. Starting to worry about losing things. I wonder if that's the thing that's making me more edgy is I now think I've got things to lose, which is an illusion anyway because with things like this you realize they're not mine to lose anyway. And it's this whole thing, I guess it's the human experience of people clinging on to life, you know, not accepting that this is a finite time we have here. Our businesses are finite. Our, lo- our life is finite. And I think this has made a few people confront the fact that it's more a life and death discussion, which is you have to accept that you ain't going to live forever, nor is your business. And you might not have the choice sometimes. So all we can do is really play the best hand we can right now. If we hold on to the things we don't want to lose, um, it's actually not that I want to talk about other people on this, but I was flicking through, I think it was a Tim Ferriss thing that popped up on social media. And I really liked it. He was talking about spend two nights a week sleeping on your couch and eating just rice. I'm like, that's interesting. He goes, yeah, because his point's really valid and I really like it. I think I'm going to try it this week, which is you got so attached to your bed, you've got so attached to your comforts, you got so attached to eating food, you've forgotten what it's like to actually have nothing and have to fight back from that instinct and you just need to remind yourself that everything will be okay you'll find a way as long as you've still got your spirit to want to find another solution or push forward or go for it you spend more time worrying about what you're going to lose than actually what it is when you've already lost everything put yourself in that environment i've already lost everything great now what do i do because most people are still fighting for the illusion of what am i going to do when i 
lose everything but still have everything at the moment and they're actually playing from a mindset of I've got nothing but you're not there yet and you might never get there. So it's a fear that's crept in and it's understandable by the way. It's not easy. But what if you put yourself there and go, great, I've got nothing. What do I do now? What are the assets I've got? I've got a business going downhill. Great. What do I need to change it? I've got my health. Good. What do I need to do? And I just think it's starting to recalibrate a lot of this because as you were talking about, Lana, unless you do that or have had that experience before, this is really emotionally tough. Yeah, and this also goes for people who possibly have lost their jobs or are using this time to reflect on what am I going to do and there could be some really great ideas coming out of it which means that we know there's going to be a whole new generation of business owners. Um, Notice not the word entrepreneur, business owners and it's going to be a really interesting time on the flip side of this because um, with no ego or arrogance behind it, the reason why people want to invest in Tim and myself and the businesses that we build is that we will risk everything to make it successful. And it's just the decision that we've made. Our life is conducive to it because of the decisions that we've made. We have so many people who come in and say, oh, I was going to do that idea. But you didn't. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's this idea of the risk reward is, can be so low. It can be so high but it can be such a, a juxtaposition of what's actually going to happen that no one does it. And so right now if you're sitting there and you've got this big idea, don't think it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. You actually need to know that you could lose everything and if you're the right person, that'll be fine. Whatever comes next will be okay, but do just keep that in mind that risk isn't a bad thing if you're willing to risk it all. Yeah, and if you want to play that life because I think a lot of people maybe don't want to do that. They want to be business owners that that's fine. I just want a solid business that gives me earnings and I can support myself and my family and have some nice things. Great. That's There's nothing wrong with that type of business owner. You don't need to risk everything. There's different ways to play this game. For us though, it's, it is that game of, well, if we're in, we're all in. It's not a play to get balance in life and I think so many people are for of trying to find a way to find balance in what they're doing that when there are changes for instance you know if you've if you've lost your job or been you know put on 50% of your day or, or scaled back there's two people it's like where am I going to earn the money or this is the opportunity of a lifetime I'll never have again to recalibrate what I might want to do or what I could get involved in I mean why would you be sleeping now you know, just I mean, it's ridiculous. You'd be up, you know, four o'clock in the morning going, I've got all this time to work out what I want in life. I've actually got a time where the whole world's slowing down to breathe. Excuse the pun, it's not meant to that wasn't meant to sound like that. But people are you get a chance to actually look at your life right now and recalibrate the next part of it in a world that's going to have so much opportunity. I mean, where where else? I mean, what more do you want right now? That's, um, I think some people are finding that incredibly confronting because all of a sudden every excuse that we have used as to why not is now, in a lot of cases, gone. So if you're sitting there going, I could do this if I had time, you've got time. And for some people, they're actually having to realise that no, they're not the action takers. Um, They're... They just want to talk the game. 
This is one of my favourite topics. I yeah. love <laughs> this topic. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny because you, you do see also where other people allow um, exterior um, obstacles to get in their way. So, I, I you know, I'm just talking to obviously a lot of clients at the moment, a lot of friends and, and other people in the business community and you can see that, particularly with their clients, oh, I can't do that at the moment because I've got to look after the kids from 3.30 till 5.30. I'm like, so what? Oh my God, I've seen you in the office, 3.30 to 5.30, you're having a coffee and walking around like an absolute, you're not doing any different. You've just got, someone's forcing you to do a task that's different. You've got so much time, you've got so much energy, you've got so much control of your environment. You only have to control your environment now. You don't even have to worry about going outside. Oh, but the kids, they need so much exercise. Give them a treadmill, run them up and down, <laughs> throw them, I don't know. But just like work it out. Maybe you're allowed to play soccer in the living room now, whatever. But there's, it's just you can see the weakness in, in how people want to find a way to ignore what they can be doing. So they see the weakness of I need to do this now. Oh, now the dinner times are just a nightmare or breakfast times are a nightmare. Go, no, you're making them a nightmare from your leadership. Because you're looking for a reason why you don't have the time because you don't want to confront the bigger question which is I don't actually know what to do. And when you actually admit that to yourself that you have no bloody idea what to do next, good, you're starting down towards the solution route. And this is the point of this. People are getting so confrontational around what's getting in their way to be able to behave and most people are such underperformers anyway. It's just another reason to find it. This is who you are. Because others are finding a way. They're finding a way to love this time. They're finding a way to maximize the time. They're finding a way to develop deeper relationships with their housemates. I'm talking about your families or your housemates, literally. While others are sitting there going, oh, we're always on top of each other. The place isn't big enough. Oh, it's so difficult. And go, yeah, because that's the reality you're creating. That is a direct result of your leadership. And it's the same leadership that we see in your business. That anytime a small obstacle comes up, you spend more time analysing what's wrong with that obstacle than actually getting to a solution and finding the best way to turn that into an advantage for yourself. And I think this is going to be the when we talk about the spirit of people, this is what we need to understand which is the people who have the spirit to keep going are going to look at this and go, wow, I'm actually more nervous about the opportunities and missing out rather than what I've lost because of the environment we're now in. And I think if anything, that's got to be the theme going forward right now, which is calibrate where your spirit's at and work out why you're allowing things to infiltrate your brain and your emotion and your energy and what is it protecting you from. Because as soon as you work that out, this is an amazing time. It's going to be a little bit of pain and a little bit of pain could be losing a limb but if you can come out with your spirit intact, with some ideas, with some energy, you've got a runway like no other in our generation and that is pretty exciting. And I think the thing to add to finding your spirit, because that's obviously not always easy, the moment you realise that no one actually cares what you do, that you're the only person who it affects in talking marks, you start to figure out what you actually want. And so if you want to complain... You get to complain, but that's not going to stop your neighbour from not complaining. If you want to be that person who develops a schedule around the children with a partner so that both of you can do what you want or so that one of you gets to live the dream that the other one is supporting, 
no one's going to care except for you. And that's a really interesting concept that you are kind of alone and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can actually be quite liberating to know you've got the power to make changes. But if you don't make the changes, eh, you're going to keep going and that's that's okay. Yeah, you're grown up. No <laughs> one's going to sit there and tell you off anymore. Yeah, adulting. Yeah, you're actually allowed to do what you want except go outside because <laughs> you're still isolated <laughs> and be good to others. Nigel, Lana, thank you for the chat. I think it's a really important one and I, and I just as an overall thought, it, it's not easy and it's easy to sit here because we're all going to go through some ups and downs and different times. At the moment, it's just a time. But for you, if you're really going through this for the first time or having to really recalibrate or, or struggling with it, it's not because you don't have the ability. It's not something – this is a learnt skill and a learnt condition. So it's easier for us here because even in the face of all fear, it's like, yeah, this just feels like last year, the year before, the year before and go back 20 years. It just – you get conditioned. It's like going to the gym. It's really hard to lift that weight unless you've done it a thousand times. You go, ah, it's a really light weight. I'm used to it. I know what to do. I know what other muscles to use. It's the same with business. It's a bit of experience and a bit of, um, I guess, exposure to some full-on scenarios. But if you haven't gone through that before and this is all new to you, just realize this is part of your baptism of fire and it's part of what you need to be as a business owner that gets through and, and is successful. You have to be able to want to adapt. And as soon as you want to adapt and you want to find the way, then that changes the whole way you wake up in the morning and how you see the world and how you see the opportunities. But if you wake up every day with the feeling of I don't want to lose what I've got, that's not the environment we've got anymore and we have to recalibrate that ignorance because it's just you don't get that opportunity when you're a leader and it's the people who can recalibrate the fastest that are going to be able to navigate this really well. And again, if you need help, reach out, get on the forums, talk to other people who see the world the same way. But Nigel, Lana... Thanks for taking the time, um, even though I know you're locked in and you have to, but <laughs> really great to chat and we'll uh, do it all, all again tomorrow. See ya. Bye.